We know there are times where you're just too busy to sort through the mass of information that comes your way. So to make it easier for you to stay informed, subscribe to The Morning Agenda, WITF's news podcast, where the only agenda is you. Funding for The Spark is provided by Capital Blue Cross, focused on creating a healthier future for our communities through innovations like Capital Blue Cross Connect Health and Wellness Centers, which provide in-person services and inspire healthy living. Learn more at CapitalBlueCross.com. The Spark is also supported by UPMC, providing primary and advanced specialty care throughout all of central Pennsylvania and beyond. A list of providers in the area can be found at upmc.com slash findadoc. Those were the sounds of Sir Dominique Jordan and Mr. Motivation, two acts that will be gracing the stage at this year's Health Equity Festival. What is a Health Equity Festival? Well, I'm glad you asked. A little background first. During the height of the COVID-19 pandemic, Dr. Sharice Hamblin and her colleagues at Patients Are Waiting sprang to action once a vaccine was made available. Through creative interaction and engagement, Patients Are Waiting started pop-up vaccine opportunities inside churches, parking lots, community centers and even the Clipper Magazine baseball stadium in Lancaster. This prompted Dr. Hamblin and her team to create the Health Equity Music Festival, which is a six-week music and health festival that highlights getting vaccinated, benefits of healthy eating and living, and offers a laundry list of service providers that are happily and ready to help the festival goers in their personal lives. And this year marks year three of this yearly staple in the Red Rose City. And I'm happy to have the owner and operator of patients are waiting back on the spark with us, Dr. Sharice Hamblin. Dr. Hamblin, hello. How are you doing today? Hi, and um, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I yeah. hope that you're not hearing background noise. Oh no, 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 no. You are you are good to go. So um before we jump into uh everything health equity festival um for those that didn't hear uh, your prior interview when you were on the first time discussing patients are waiting and everything that you all do can you uh briefly tell the listener what is patients are waiting and what you do wonderful well patients are waiting we're a nonprofit, uh and our mission is to eliminate health disparities by increasing diversity in medicine we have three areas of focus increasing the pipeline of minority clinicians making that pipeline less leaky and supporting minority clinicians in practice. And why do we even care about this, right? Um, the, there has been a flat line for the percentage of physicians who are Black and Latino in the United States for over 40 years. Mm. And that lack of representation or lack of diversity in medicine is not a result of people not being interested or not wanting to be physicians or to be in the health healing and helping community. It is a result of racism that acts at many levels. And so we think about it as, you know, our little part of this, as far as how do we have a better society is, well, I know how to be a doctor because I am an OBGYN myself. And how can I help students and mentor 
uh, and support students on their educational journey. And that has, with the pandemic, really kind of uh, some of our focus has shifted. And yes, we still continue to work with students, but um, there are things that are happening in our communities right now. And so being a practicing clinician and having feelings of futility that, you know, there's things that you want to do, but you just can't actually make the two things connect Mm. uh, is very difficult. And so part of the community work is the way that we give back uh, as working clinicians uh, to our communities that we're coming from. And then also uh, for ourselves to understand that we can make an impact and it is incredibly um, meaningful to serve in this way. Um, now you you identified this this um, um, issue these these gaps. Um, so why did you yourself decide to uh, undertake this and, and take this on instead of uh, passing the buck to somebody else? Well, I I've said before and I'll say it again. I did not intend to be a nonprofit founder, but um, basically the in order to have the level of impact that I felt was really necessary. Um, then it became, it couldn't just be like a an, um, an initiative or something where it's up under another, you know, uh, an entity. And so we had to build something that was going to last uh, and something that people could directly support as well. So that's, that's how we got to become official. We started with a conference. Um, and those of you who know me, you know, I like to have fun. I mean, I'm a regular person just like everybody else. And, you know, when you're in the throes of a global pandemic, there's a a lot of doom and gloom and a lot, uh, very little hope. And part of what, um, with the music festival specifically, uh, and any of the community work that we do, uh, it is really saying, how do we change the narrative from how bad things are to how much better they can be and what Mm. a great opportunity and what a tremendous opportunity we have to advance our health, to advance health equity, to promote wellness, to, um, to, to embrace kind of proactively doing things that are for our betterment as a community. So can you take us back to some of the first conversations that you were having with your colleagues about this health equity festival? Was this something that you always wanted to do? Did they spawn from the pop-ups? Can you take us uh, to to those first initial conversations? Yeah. So in 21, when we, you know, the initial phase one uh, or group 1A of vaccination, COVID vaccine were coming out. Um, and the vaccine was very scarce, and you said, let's find the most high-risk populations. Also, there was an understanding that there was increased hesitancy in communities of color, uh, not just around COVID vaccination, but these are long-standing things where you can see disparate rates of um, getting any vaccine. Mm. I mean, there's studies from 1990s showing this, uh, and whether it's because of language barriers or mistrust or not having a primary care provider where you feel like you can go for information, this was a well-documented phenomenon. And so then having concerted efforts in communities of color. So when we were doing these pop-ups, sometimes I found myself in places and scenarios that I hadn't been for a long time. For example, we had a vaccine clinic at Faith Tabernacle. And so um, they do have a fellowship hall, but it goes downstairs. There were fewer stairs. And ultimately, we decided to do the vaccinations in the church. So we have people sitting in pews and they were spaced. And when you're sitting in church, you kind of just start singing. Mm. And so then there's kind of this feeling of this music and all of the older ladies. And it just reminded me so much of 
my childhood and so many experiences during those formative years. And we talked, Dr. Livingston and myself uh, talked with some of the pastors that were coordinating these efforts with Blanding Watson, the president of the Lancaster NAACP branch. And um, it was just, you know, we can do this mm. and how important it is and how good it felt to be in community with each other. And um, and so that's where things started and over um, time and, you know, how do we get to, okay, it's great if we can bring vaccines or bring services to people who are really clamoring for it and want it. But now how do you help people who are curious, but not excited? Mm. How do you give information? And so a lot of that came from uh, being on the TCP network when we would uh, do kind of, I was like a the medical person who would come on and kind mm -hmm. of give a status update and some of those things and being in the, in that mix. Uh, also growing up, my brother um, had a music production studio. And so I've always, I've always enjoyed music and hip hop is uh, very much a, a love of mine. Um, live music is, is fabulous. And mm. I think, again, just those feelings of being in community, having, you might have this information that's very important, but then you have it coupled with a very positive experience. And that I think is a secret sauce for helping people to get more comfortable for helping people to be more proactive uh, about their health. It's just, you know, we're all, we're all living and no one wants to, um, no one wants to suffer. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, can you uh, um, take us to th this? Is this is your your third year doing this, right? Yes. So this is the third annual Health Equity Music Festival. Um, one of the things of so it's a six week series. Um, so when we're talking about doing public health work, it has to be easy. It has to have a low barrier for entry and 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 we have to meet people where they are. Mm. And so when we think about making it easy, uh, Friday evening, you know, I've never been to a doctor on a Friday evening. Um, most offices, you know, are not going to be open on the evenings or weekends and you may have something here or there. Yeah. And so to have it be in a time when people are not at work was important to us. Check Friday evening, 6 to 9 p.m. Um having a low barrier to entry is important as well. So not something where you have to go to a website and sign up. You can, we'd love to know that you're coming. And so there's a website, healthequitylancaster.org. Um, and so that helps us to know just what people are coming for and how many people we can expect, but you can just show up. Mm. Uh, and so that was really important. And then meeting people where they are. So if, with this effort, understanding that there is a disparity and a lower amount or lower percentages of people in communities of color, particularly in Black and Latino communities, going to get vaccinated for COVID and then even being up to date on COVID uh, vaccination, uh, we then wanted to make sure that we were in a place where the community already was. So mm -hmm. Christmas Addicts Community Center is a Lancaster staple. Uh, we love working with Christmas Addicts. Um, and the center is a hub of activity for, you know, food banks, for uh, some youth programming, et cetera. And so the festival will be at Christmas Addicts, which is 407 Howard Avenue in Lancaster uh, from 6 to 9 p.m. on Friday nights uh, starting this Friday. So very, very excited. Uh, and actually, it's from 530 to 9. So we've added a little bit. Uh, to the to the program this year, and I'm so excited about adding uh podcasters to 
uh, to the coverage and to the event. Yes, yes. And I'm going to uh, uh, talk more about that uh, on the other side of the break. But before we um, uh, do that, a uh, quick question here was was your love uh, for, for music um, was was that kind of kind of the origin story here uh, for for the health equity music festival um, instead of doing like your traditional pop up kind of thing? Is that love for hip hop the, the, the reason why we have this uh, music festival today in Lancaster? Well, oh, among I, other reasons. I, I missed the part. I definitely, you know, when we, so when we did the original pop-ups, then we worked with Union Community Care. And so Union had, uh, you know, they had vaccine, they had facilities, and they were reaching their patient population, but they wanted to serve the community more broadly. Mm. And they, we, Patients Are Waiting, we partnered with Union through the summer of 2021 uh, for 10 weeks all day Saturday, all day Sunday, being available uh, and having, you know, community locations where people could walk in and get vaccinated. Mm. And that is what made it where it was music. We were going to be there. We were there for eight hours a day, both Saturday and Sunday. And we would have DJ so that we just had music to listen to while we were there. Um, And I think that the love for music just, people love music. It's not just me. And so recognizing that and kind of the feelings and the experience that we had in those events where we're dealing with something that can be so devastating to so many families, including mine. Um, You know, I lost loved ones to COVID um, before vaccine was available, even after vaccination was available. Mm -hmm. Um, And and the losses continue. You know, many people are living with long COVID, long-term consequences. And so it's very, um, you know, it's, it's challenging. Um, but through challenges, we can have joy. Indeed. Through community, we can have healing. And so kind of for me, anything that I do pretty much, you're always going to have music, um, <laughs> whether it is Caribbean music, whether it is hip hop, um, you know, whether it's soul music. It's I, I'm just I like music right right along with 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 everyone else. Hey. I, I don't I don't know many people that don't like music, but right. I'm, I'm sure they're out there. <laughs> and, and there, there, there's nothing wrong with that. It certainly uh, sets sets a vibe, and it certainly sets a tone for the uh, Health Equity Festival. Uh, can you tell us uh, what is happening this Friday and the next uh, six Fridays after that, Doctor Hamlin? So this Friday, uh, from five thirty to nine p.m. at Crispus Attics, uh, there will be Crispus Attics Community Center, so four hundred seven Howard Ave. In Lancaster, PA, there will be a Health Equity Music Festival, which is a six-week series bringing live music and uh, and entertainment to our community in Lancaster, coupled with health screenings, COVID vaccination, uh, and and other health promotion opportunities. So, Union Community Care is our partner uh, as a health provider in this, and Patients Are Waiting is bringing. Um, this this work to life. We are so excited to have musical guests uh, from from this local community, as well as spoken word artists. And so each week, uh, we start out at five thirty. We'll having a local podcaster uh, who will be giving kind of like a pre show. If you think about it, this is like. Um, the doctor's office meets like the Grammy red carpet. Uh, <laughs> I love where that. You have the show before the show, uh, and you're able to kind of hear t- 
talk to people, you know, who's who's around what's going on and have a, some of this kind of some also some medical discussion, mm. answer questions. Um, we have really been fortunate to have you, Marquise, involved with this from the very beginning uh, in our first year when we didn't know that there was going to be uh, an annual thing. Indeed. Some of the artists that we have on our on our lineup, Sir Dominique Jordan will be our headlining artist this Friday. Uh, Pink Eye and Ephraim, uh, Evita Cologne, uh, John Bolds, uh, Mr. Motivation. Mm. Um, we are so excited. And one of my favorite parts, if you've ever been to any of these events, some of my favorite things are really it's dancing. So if you have a line dance, if you didn't ever learn how to do the electric slide and you need a tutorial or you got to learn how to do the biker shuffle, which I learned a couple months ago, we're going to be doing it. All of those (laughs) things. So just kind of enjoying ourselves while there is also something really positive happening in our community. And you can come to one event. You can come to all six, um, you know, and it's not an obligation to be vaccinated. Uh, We want you to be able to have your questions answered. We want you to be able to get connected with resources. Um, And if you are a service provider, you know, who um, has been trying to reach this community and you want to have a table, definitely, you know, hit me up. I manage the Instagram. Slide in my DMs. <laughs> the letter R waiting on Instagram. Um, but yes, we definitely, you know, Union Community Care provides such a tremendous um, service in the Lancaster and Lebanon community. And uh, they have so much to offer. Uh, I think for people who are hesitant or who are just a little bit, you know, you could be afraid. Um, one major thing that we have is a mammogram. I'm sorry, mammogram truck will be on site for uh, at least one of our dates. Mm. Really excited about that. You know, breast cancer screening, uh, women over 40, if you have, you know, you you need to be screened. And so while we're having this wonderful time inside, they will be checking the bubbies uh, outside. And so I think it's just so important. Like we don't have to be afraid of these things and Mm -hmm. kind of throw our heads in the sand. Um, We can face them head on and we can also share and so I'm really excited also about the pre-show and the guests that you'll be talking to and just tackling some of the health topics that uh, that you're going to get into. And um, uh, what um, you you mentioned uh, mammograms. Uh, what what other service providers will be there? Right. And so Union Community Care, they will be providing COVID vaccination. Um, I believe we'll also have flu vaccines available. Uh, you know, COVID uh, hospitalizations are up. Uh, not as bad as we were before, but we really don't need to be um, hospitalized for COVID. We can prevent this. Uh, also, sexually transmitted infection screenings. We can get kids to take and screen at home. Um, union will also be able to make appointments. And so if you're like, oh, I'm not sure what I need, they can look you up. Mm. They can look you up and figure out how far out of date are you, make you an appointment. So you see your doctor that you've seen before or someone else who has an appointment coming up. Um, you know, so so those are some of the things um, you know, lots of times you go to health fairs and people, you know, check their blood pressure. We can check your blood pressure in a lot of different places. Uh, you know, I think that knowing what screenings you should be getting, uh, if you're 50, getting a colonoscopy for some people, it might be 45. Uh, you know, when we think about those things and so lots of, lots and lots of information also access and then on the spot, you know, getting that COVID vaccination. 
uh, to Dr. Hamlin. This was great. We have about uh, 45 seconds uh, left here. Um, uh, so I uh, re- really want to just uh, ask this uh, last question and let you run, run, run with it uh, un- until the end of the uh until the end of this segment. Uh, so for the person that is sitting at home that may be uh, vaccine hesitant, in about uh, 20 seconds, what would you say to that person? If you are not sure, just come on through. Come through, ask your questions, get your answers, and, and then make your decision. Um, and this day in 2024, we are now you know four years into all of this uh, with COVID being such, having a major impact on our lives and on our health collectively, you know, life expectancy is decreasing. Uh, and, and more so we've seen the dip even more in black patients and black people. Um, I don't want to die. I don't want you to die. And I also want you to be safe and protected. And so um, protect yourself, protect your family. And if you're not sure, come and get some information. No uh- pressure. I love that. Dr. Hamlin, uh, thank you so much for joining us on The Spark. Again, uh, the Health Equity Music Festival starts this Friday in Lancaster at the uh, uh, Lancaster Crispus Attics. Uh, Again, Dr. Hamlin, thank you. Thank you so much for having me.